when you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. And welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grove, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. Don't forget to check me out at Twitter at egrove5, and you can find more of my work over at silverandblackpride.com. Just another reminder that Just Pod Baby can now be found as part of SB Nation's Silver and Black Pride podcast network. Be sure to subscribe to the network and check out all the great content that's available for you. On this week's episode, I'm going to be flying solo. I don't have a guest lined up for you, but I do have a really good show planned for you. Um, the format may be slightly different than what we're normally used to. I'm going to be skipping over the monologue portion of the, the episode and, and the headlines, and I'm going to get right into um, a training camp preview. I'm going to be highlighting key positional battles and also some players who I believe are on the roster bubble. Before I get into that, though, I do want to um, mention some important news and notes The Raiders have confirmed start dates for training camp 2019. Rookies, quarterbacks, and other select players will arrive on July 23rd. I believe that's a Tuesday. Uh, Those players will participate in a a three-day little mini-camp warm-up, if you will, um, before the veterans arrive on uh, July 26th. The team, the entire team, the the entire roster uh, will take the field for the first time together on July 27th. So... We are about four weeks away from football officially being back, and it's time to get excited, baby. Another announcement that was made uh, in the past week or two was that the Raiders have announced dates for their joint practices with the Los Angeles Rams. Those practices will take place on August 7th and 8th, leading up to their uh, preseason matchup on August 10th. So make sure you mark those dates in your calendar, which I'm sure many of you have already done. Um, but like I said, we are, we are just about four weeks away from training camp and, and that it's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe, but, but I'm excited. I know you guys are, um, and you know, expectations, I, I, am you know, I'm really expecting a, um, a much better season from this team. You know, I don't want to get carried away with my expectations, but, um, the roster looks much improved. There's, there's much more talent on this team. And I, and I think we're, we're in for a, um, you know an exciting season here. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And, and when I return, uh, we're going to get right into that training camp uh, preview I mentioned, positional battles, uh, and players who I believe are on the roster bubble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Okay, welcome back to Just Pod Baby with Evan Grote. Now, I don't want to open up old wounds, but let's take a minute and and reflect back and think about what the Raiders were dealing with or about to deal with at this point in last season. Yep, you got it. The Khalil Mack holdout. And if you recall, that wound up being the talk of the NFL all throughout training camp. It was all over TV. It was constantly on the NFL Network and ESPN. Uh, the holdout lasted, you know, well into August, uh, up until the last days. Um, I believe it was ten days before the first game, and he still wasn't signed yet. And uh, you know, eventually he w- he was traded, as we know. And that was the second year of a holdout that the team had to deal with. You know, the, those distractions that come along with with a player holding out. It was Donald Penn in 2017. The Raiders have. Um, you know, they've had some noisy training camps, to say the least, in the past couple of seasons. And, you know, whether players want to admit it or not, that that can be a, distra- a distraction, especially when it's your best player like it was last year with Khalil Mack. So, you know, as we approach July 1st right now, things seem to be pretty quiet, which is a good thing for the Raiders. Uh, with the exception of, of Hard Knocks, which we all know, um, some people may see that as a distraction, and others may not. Um, it really depends on the players. Um, but, you know, think, things look good right now, in other words. Um, I, I do want to mention, though, that there is there is one player from the 2019 rookie class who still remains unsigned, and that's first-round pick, uh, pick Josh Jacobs. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. Um, I do expect that he would, you know, get that contract done sooner rather than later, sometime in the near future here. You know, rookie holdouts are, they're just not as common as they once were due to the the, the rookie wage scale that they have in place. So, again, I would I definitely would expect that contract to get done here very, very soon. Now, I want to start this preview uh, on the offensive side of the ball with some, with some position battles that I think you should keep an eye on. And I want to start with the most important position, and that's quarterback. Um... There may not be a ton of position battles on the offensive side of the ball, um, but but there will be one for the backup quarterback job. Behind Derek Carr, you've got Mike Glennon and you've got Nate Peterman. Um, you know, is it just me or, or or since Derek Carr has has been the quarterback for this team, has the backup quarterback just been atrocious when you think about it in recent years? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you, Matt McGlowan, he, you know, he had some some moments, but overall, I personally, I, I just have not felt comfortable at all with the situation behind Derek Carr, and in this this upcoming season right now, it's it's no different, and and it might even be the worst that we've seen in a few years, um, in my opinion. You know, starting with Mike Glennon, who who in 2017 signed a, a lucrative deal with the Bears. After spending three seasons with Tampa Bay, um, Glennon started four games with the Bears, uh, and after going one and three, he was replaced by rookie Mitch Trubisky. Um, then, in the following season last year, 2018, he he signed on with the Arizona Cardinals, and again he was bested by a rookie quarterback in Josh Rosen. So, you know, it doesn't say a whole lot about Glennon that. He was replaced by a rookie in Trubisky, and then w- was not able to um, 
you know, hold off another rookie quarterback, Josh Rosen. So in 22 career games, or I'm sorry, in, in 22 career starts for Mike Glennon, he's compiled a record of 6-16. Six and 16. He's thrown 35 touchdowns uh, to 20 interceptions and a completion percentage of 61%. So, I mean, you know, those the win-loss record isn't what you want to see. Um, the, the touchdown to interception ratio is pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's serviceable. You know, that's a, those are backup quarterback numbers. Nathan Peterman, formerly of the Buffalo Bills, uh, he's still he's still a fairly young guy. He's, this will be his third year in the league, I believe. I believe he spent two years with Buffalo. He's going to be 25 years old. He he's just had a disastrous beginning to his career. Um, and I know because I again I, I'm I'm out here in Buffalo, so I I've seen many of his his games. In four starts and eight appearances with the Bills, Peterman has a uh, one and three record. He completed 52.3 percent of his passes, which is awful. Three touchdown passes to 12 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 32.5. So. You know, he, he struggled, to say the least. To put it nicely, he's had a, a, a rough go of it. Um, Gruden obviously, you know, sees something, which is why, you know, he picked him up and and felt confident enough letting go of Landry Jones, who they also signed in the offseason. But in my opinion, Gruden is, is betting on himself as a coach you know, as a developer, um, as someone who he he feels confident that he can get the most out of Peterman, um, you know, Gruden's betting on himself there. If you ask me, now, I'm not I'm not saying anything that you guys don't already know. I'm not I'm not making any hot takes here. If Derek Carr should go down and miss any amount of time um, this season, the Raiders are in trouble, and 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 that's the, that's you could say that about most teams in a league, but. Glennon nor Peterman, neither one of them have shown that they are capable of of leading a team to victory. Um, they just they just haven't done it. I would say at this point, Glennon is definitely in the driver's seat for the for the uh, quarterback two job. Um, and if nothing else, he's got more experience. He's um, you know he's he's had some more success with the touchdown to interception ratio. He se- he seems to be completing more passes, and I, and I think that's obviously that's important. You know, even with all the added weapons on this offense, with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and and so on, if it's not Derek Carr under center, this team will struggle. So obviously, as we all know, you know, stating the obvious, Derek Carr's got to stay healthy this year. Looking at the offensive line, things do uh, appear to be pretty much cemented uh, as far as the starting five goes. Uh, Colton Miller and, and Trent Brown will be your your bookend tackles with second-year man Brandon Parker playing as the, the swing tackle role, which, um, you know, I, I just I think that Trent Brown signing, you know, I know he was given big-time money, but I think it's it's um, it, it was a great move because it just puts Brandon Parker in that backup role. He, he just, he's just not ready. Uh, we, we clearly saw that last season. He's got a lot of work to do before he's going to be capable of starting in this league. Uh, I'm looking for a big second-year jump from Colton Miller, who uh, will stay on the left side despite the big money that was given to Trent Brown in free agency. Um, you know, it was reported during the OTAs and in the mini camp that, that um, 
you know, Colton Miller himself said that he added some much needed weight and, and strength in the offseason, which which should definitely help him big time because it was obvious, you know, last season he just he just didn't have the strength to compete at a high level and you know, he battled through injuries which really really played a big role in, in his struggles. So I'm expecting uh, a, a major bounce back year from him and um I think he'll I think he will um live up to those to that first round expectations where the Raiders drafted him. The guard positions uh also look you know, solidified with the addition of Richie Incognito, who will start alongside uh, Colt Miller at left guard. And Big Smooth, Gabe Jackson, will stay over at the right side, um, forming a behemoth one-two punch with Trent Brown. I mean, that's just a massive right side of the offensive line with with uh, Gabe Jackson and, and Trent Brown over there. You know, call it controversial if you want, but the signing of, of Incognito, it, it's a major upgrade uh, to the O line, that that left guard position was was one that was, you know, um, you had Denzel Good was penciled in there uh, before Incognito was brought in, and it was just a a major you know glaring need there. Um, although Good did play well at times last year towards the end of the season, you know, were, were you gonna can you get a a full uh, 16 game, you know, high level from him this year. I don't know. Um, Incognito has shown recently, although he didn't play last season, that you know he he's a Pro Bowl level left guard, and he's going to bring a lot of attitude to the offensive line, which I think is a great thing to have. Um, as I mentioned, Denzel Good will now serve as the the primary backup guard should he be needed. And and um, looking at some other um, names, there's there's one name that I want you to keep an eye on, and that is undrafted free agent out of Alabama. That's Lester Cotton Sr. Um, you know, I did some film study on him for an, for a piece that I did for Silver and Black Pride, and uh, he's a he's a total road grader. He he really reminds me a lot of Gabe Jackson, um, and I think he's someone that that might surprise us a lot, might surprise a lot of people, and he could be someone who steals a roster spot. The center position is rock solid with Rodney Hudson, who is one of the best centers in the game. Um, I, I think sometimes he gets a little bit disrespected, um, you know, when it comes to all pros and, and that kind of thing. Um, Jordan DeVay was signed from the Kansas City Chiefs, and he will fill that um, John Feliciano role from last year of, of backup center and and guard. He can kind of he's a little bit versatile. He can do both. After um, after the backup quarterback positions, one of the more intriguing positional battles on offense will be um, at running back. Uh, Josh Jacobs was, as you know, was selected in the first round of this year's draft and. You know he's fully expected to be the starter. Uh, Jacobs is definitely the most versatile of of the stable of running backs. He has the ability to uh, make people miss. He has ability. You know uh, he has great ability of and power as a runner. He he catches the ball very well out of the backfield. He you know so he should be a threat there as well. Um, after the injury that um, Isaiah Crowell suffered, the Achilles injury. The Raiders brought back veteran Doug Martin from from last season, who who had a very productive season. Once uh, last year, when when Marshawn Lynch went down, 
you know, Doug Martin was very good. Um, if you take a look at his numbers and if you go back and watch some of those games, he he was he was very very good uh, when called upon, and he's going to be expected to mentor uh, Jacobs through his rookie season. Um, after those two names, we have Jalen Richard, who really carved himself out a nice role last season as the primary receiving back and um, you know, had a career high in receptions. I believe he he tied for the lead, the team leading receptions with Jared Cook. I think he had 68 receptions last year. Um, so you know Gruden Gruden definitely likes Richard, and um, based on some of the comments that he made about Richard during the season last year, and he he sees him as a big part of this offense and a a big weapon. So he he definitely will be safe. Um, his roster spot will be safe. Now, after those guys, things really get interesting because you have a few names here. Um, you know, should the Raiders decide to keep four running backs, th- th- there's going to be a battle there for that fourth spot, and it's going to come down to DeAndre Washington and, and Chris Warren the third. Uh, right now, I I would give the edge to Chris Warren, and and, and the reason I believe that um, is is because he he's just his skill set is a little bit more unique compared to the other guys. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is your uh, you know he he's gonna be your 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 workhorse. He he can be a three down back if you need him to be. Um, Doug Martin, you know he's your veteran. Um, you know with all the experience, and then you've got Rashard, your you know your primary receiving back, and, and Warren is just uh, he's a big powerful runner, and um, he can be utilized as a goal line specialist should they want to put him in a role like that. Where DeAndre Washington, you know, he's a guy who I really like as a player, but he, he just hasn't been able to find his niche with the Raiders. And I don't know if it's been because of lack of opportunity or whatnot, but he just hasn't been able to um, really make his presence felt. He's had a couple, you know, moments here and there. You know, he's a bit undersized to be running between the tackles, and and although he does catch the ball very well, it's clear that Gruden really favors Rashard. Uh, in that regard. So I just think that Warren offers a little bit more upside than Washington. The deciding factor uh, between those two could come down to who can contribute more on special teams. That's that's really where I think the battle could be won. Um, the fullback position is another interesting one, in my opinion. Um, the Raiders added undrafted free agent Elk Ingold out of uh, Wisconsin. Um, this season and you know could he could he take uh keith smith's job maybe um i'm not the biggest keith smith fan um he he did not have a great year as a fullback last season i there were a couple plays specifically that are standing out right now i remember he he um dropped that little you know not screen pass but a little um out route in the flat there on a like a fourth and one and I recall a couple of times where he missed some key blocks and, and you know, had Carr or uh, the running back got, got blown up in the backfield. So, um, you know, I thought he had some struggles at times. But he is one of Rich Basaccia's core special teamers, so that could carry some some heavy weight um, in regards to his, his roster spot. But I do expect Elk Engel to really push him um, in training camp. The wide receiver group um, received a complete overhaul in the offseason. 
the outside receivers are are set in stone with Antonio Brown and and Tyrell Williams. And this is going to be the best one-two punch that Derek Carr has has ever had at his service since uh, being drafted in in 2014. And I, and I think Carr should have a career year. I'm going to say it right now. I think Derek Carr is going to have a career year with these two guys you know, as his top targets. I think he's going to compete. Um, you know, as an MVP, I really do. Um, mark the tape. Remember where you heard it first. In the slot, I think um, things are going to be very competitive in training camp with with two new faces, uh, rookie Hunter Renfro and, and the newly signed Ryan Grant. Grant has, uh, you know, he's he's been in the league a few years. He's had some some success uh, with the Redskins and the Colts. Uh, his best season came with uh, John Gruden's brother, Jay Gruden, in Washington, where he caught a career-high 45 balls for 573 yards and four touchdowns. Um, you know, Grant, is a he's a bigger-bodied guy. He, he's um, he's about six feet, a little over 200, where, where Renfro's a, you know, just smaller body. Um but he's gonna have Grant's gonna have his hands full trying to to fight off Hunter Renfro, who we know is just he, he he's a fighter. That's what he does, you know. His whole his whole life is you know he's been an underdog. So, you know, I would fully expect for for Renfro to to give him everything he can handle. Um, you know, Renfro became a legend at Clemson. It's it's been well documented. Um, winning two national titles. Um. If you listened to the the previous episode of the podcast, um, you heard his position coach and offensive coordinator Jeff Scott say that he just has a knack for making big plays and uh, he just knows how to get open. Um, you know, he's he's a very uh, quarterback friendly receiver, and if I was a betting man, I would expect uh, Renfro to win this job uh, when it's all said and done. On the offensive side of the ball, that leaves one more position, and that's tight end. And, uh, you know, this is a position that last year the Raiders had a lot of production from. The departure of Jarek Cook in free agency leaves a huge void for this offense. Um, again, uh, Jared Cook was, was probably the most reliable uh, player on the offense, certainly the most reliable target for Derek Carr. And it, right now, it's gonna be it's gonna be Darren Waller who who's gonna be looked uh, expected to fill you know fill those shoes. John Gruden has talked up Waller all off season, you know, called him in, intriguing, um, you know, a smart learner, quick learner. Um, it just it seemed to be very impressed with uh, the work that Waller has put in this off season. So he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse at this point, and it, it's his job to lose. Behind him. Um, there's going to be a battle for that for that blocking tight end role. Um, you know, should the Raiders decide to keep three or four tight ends? You know, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but that's going to be between Derek Carrier, Paul Butler, uh, Luke Wilson, Eric Swoop, and the rookie Foster Moreau. I, I fully expect, obviously, Moreau to to make the team along with um, along with Waller, and that would um, leave Carrier, Butler. Wilson and Swoop battling for maybe you know one or two spots. Um, they all have similar skill sets. Carrier maybe more of a receiving back, where Butler, uh, Wilson 
are more of your blocking um, tight ends and, and swoop as well as he's also more of a, a receiving tight end. So that would be that's going to be a, a, another position battle that you may want to focus on. Um, I would imagine when it's all said and done, it will be it will be Waller, Carrier, and Monroe, Monroe who make the team. And if I had to pick a fourth, it would probably be uh, Luke Wilson. I'm going to take another quick break, and when I return, we will talk defensive position battles. I'm actually really excited about the defense this year. Um, I know they really struggled badly last year, especially in the in the secondary, and as we know with the pass rush. But um, I think that there's a lot of new young faces on this defense, and I'm excited to see the growth of some of these second-year players especially. We're going to start along the defensive line. Um, starting with the defensive ends, your starters are going to be Cleveland Farrell and, and, and Benson Miowa. And, and again, this is in my opinion. Uh, Josh Morrow, who was brought in from the, the Giants, he's, he's more of a run-stuffing defensive end, and he, he's not really known you know, as a pass rusher. So I think because of that, you're going to see uh, uh, Miowa as the starter alongside Farrell. Arden Key is going to move back into that third down pass rusher, which again, which is which is what they drafted him to be um, last year. But as we know, with 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 the way things went down with Mac, and they, and they ended up releasing uh, Bruce Irvin, uh, Key was kind of thrown in there, thrown to the wolves um, as a, a three down or as an every down defensive end. Um, and I think he's really going to thrive in that position as a you know as a, a pass rush specialist. Where you know when he's not being asked to um, you know stop the run and and do those types of things, that's just not his game. Uh, Max Crosby will be your your fifth defensive end, and and from what I've seen, uh, you know and heard. Um, this guy just ha- this kid has a motor that does not quit. Uh, he he's been posting a lot of videos out there on social media, you know, showing all the work he's been doing in the off season. Um, in fact, he posted a video today with uh, himself and Arden Key working on pass rush moves. So I'm really excited about this kid. And um, you know, as you know, again from from previous episodes of the podcast, I spoke to his position coach at Eastern Michigan and. You know, he praised him for his ability to uh, you know, just just have that knack for making big plays and, and big moments of games. Uh, defensive end was was probably the weakest position on the roster last year, and while it's it's still a work in progress, it's it's very far from uh, being a finished product. Things are looking much better. The interior part of the line. Uh, could be very good, I think, and and it's going to be led by Maurice Hurst, who really looked like a big time player uh, for the Raiders in, in his rookie season last year. Really showed some flashes. Uh, Jonathan Hankins was brought back. Um, he had a very good season with the Raiders, and and he's going to compete with with Justin Jelly Ellis for the for the nose tackle job. Uh, Ellis had an injury plague 2018; just just couldn't really uh, really seem to stay healthy. Uh, P.J. Hall, who's another second-year player, um, showed some some uh, some flashes as you know as a rookie. And again, you know he 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 battled through some injuries as well, which I think really affected his 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 ability to play. Um, Eddie Vanderdose, he he's the guy that you want to keep an eye on, in my opinion. Uh, after missing the entire 2018 season, recovering from a torn ACL, which he 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 had, uh, which occurred at the end of the 2017 season. 
you know, he's got a lot to prove. He's got to prove his worth to this coaching staff. Um, let's not forget, Vanderdose was drafted under the old regime. So we know what's happened to a lot of the uh, players who were drafted under the Reggie McKenzie and, and Jack Del Rio um, you know, regime. Many of them are no longer with the team. So I think he's really got to prove to this to this coaching staff that, you know, he, he can be here for the long term. And, you know, I hope he can stay healthy. I really do. Um, I, th- I really think this this interior group could be a strength for the defense. If everyone stays healthy, um, you know, and we see some improvements from those second-year players or you know, wh- who will be second-year players, I-, I really think this could be a strength uh, of the defense. The linebackers groups you know, looks a little bit different than it did last season. They've added some veterans in, in Vontez Perfect and Brandon Marshall. Um both, I believe, are, are probably are most likely going to start as of right now. If I had to, you know, make a, a guess, Perfect is definitely going to be starting um, as he's going to be running the defense. You know, he has experience working with um, Paul Gunther's defense, so he's going to be making all the calls and his, he's going to be your leader out there. I'm not sold on Brandon Marshall as a starter, although I think um, if if the Raiders were to give you a depth chart today, I think he would be. Um, your, your starter at, at weak side linebacker, but I, I do think he could find himself in a battle with with Nicholas Morrow, who I just you know he's a younger, uh, more athletic uh, player, and I, I just seem to like him in coverage. Tyre Whitehead, on the other hand, he stinks in coverage, but you know he's a tackling machine, so he he's going to be your starter um, uh, as the other outside linebacker. If some injuries should occur, which you know are inevitable in, in the NFL, you, you know you have the youngsters behind them. You've got Markel Lee, Jason Cabinda, um, and again previously mentioned Nicholas Morrow. All all three guys who I think showed some, uh, especially Markel Lee, really showed some growth in his second year. Um, Cabinda I like, and again I I talked about Morrow already. I would really love to see uh, Tavon Coney uh, push for a roster spot. He's he's the undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. He he scored extremely high according to Pro Football Focus's grading system, although he still did go undrafted. But um, you know you didn't really hear a whole lot um, out of OTAs and mini camps about him. In fact, I didn't hear anything about him. But uh, you know it's kind of hard for a linebacker to shine in. Um, OTAs when you're running around in, in t-shirt and shorts, but he's a guy I keep keep an eye on him. Um, you know, could could surprise you and and, um, and again steal a roster spot. The secondary received a big boost this year with the addition of of Lamarcus Joyner, who will be your starting nickel cornerback, and you know Joyner has the versatility to play both in the slot and um, at safety as well. But you know, with with the majority of time that teams in the NFL nowadays are spending in the, in the nickel, you know, he he's basically going to be a starter for you. On the outside, you're going to have Garyon Conley and Daryl Worley. Now Conley's going to be um, expected to be this team's shutdown corner, um, and I and I think he could be in for a breakout year. He he you know he finally showed the ability to to stay healthy last year, and he you know he again he he showed some some moments where he he made some plays so I I really think he could be in for a, a breakout year and I think they need him to they re, they really need a number one corner um, the Raiders did use a second round pick on Clemson's shutdown corner that's Trayvon Mullen 
And Mullen really excels in press man. He's got some issues, you know, with with his game, but he really excels. He's big. He's strong. He's physical. And uh, you know, if, if Conley or or Worley should falter, you know, you you could see Mullen um, taking some some uh, reps from them early in the season. The Raiders also added a, a second cornerback in the draft, Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Uh, he he's more of a, a project player. I believe he's a former wide receiver who made the transition to cornerback. He's long. He's fast. Um, you know, you could see him contribute more as a special teamer uh, early on. Behind those guys, you have Nevin Lawson and Nick Nelson, who are those guys are going to be you know fighting for their life to make this roster. In the back end, it's going to be Carl Joseph and Jonathan Abrams right now, who I think are penciled in as your starters. And, uh, you know, KJ's got a lot to prove this year. Um, it's well documented that the Raiders declined to pick up his, his fifth-year option, meaning he's playing for a new contract this year. And, um, you know, you heard a lot of good things about him from Gruden, um, about the work that he's put in, about his, uh, you know, he's stepping up, he's being more vocal as a leader. So, uh, you know, he's got a lot to prove, and um, I'm hoping that he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder this year as he, again, as he's looking to um, to prove to the Raiders that he should be in their long-term plans. You know, And to add fuel to the fire, uh, the Raiders drafted safety Jonathan Abram in the first round. So, you know, hopefully that'll maybe light a spark under Joseph um, Abram was running with the ones in mini camp, and he should stay there through, throughout training camp. I think he's going to be your your um, safety who's going to match up with those uh, tight ends. Grudinari talked about that shortly after they drafted him. Um, so I think he, he's um, definitely going to be a major upgrade to the uh, back end of that defense. Uh, Curtis Riley and Eric Harris are the guys who uh, will be backing up those two players, and it looks like Jordan Richards and Dolan Levitt will be fighting to make the team as well. Quickly, I'll go over special teams. Um, at kicker, it's it's Daniel Carlson. Uh, he he was great for the Raiders last season after they brought him in. Um, you know, he had a couple game winners for the Raiders, and um, you know, so he'll he'll be penciled in as your starting place kicker and at punter you know Johnny Townsend who really struggled um, as a rookie you know he's gonna be given a second chance they do have AJ Cole on the roster uh, but from what I, what Rich Basaccia said during minicamp Townsend has really um, improved um, in, in some areas of his game especially with his hang time and I think that's important because um, Townsend was um, when he was drafted he was um, uh, touted as more of a directional placement kicker so the fact that he's getting some more hang time on those kicks I think that'll really improve uh, his game up next I will give you my three players who I believe are on the roster bubble the three the three players that I believe are on the roster bubble are obviously guys that um, you know may not be your obvious player cuts but guys who um, were on the team last year but I just think you're going to have a hard time making the team this year. Um, some of these guys I've already mentioned, and, and one of them I did not. The three players that I have on my list are DeAndre Washington, Nick Nelson, and Marcel Aitman. I'm going to give you a few reasons why for each player that I believe they're just not going to make the roster. Um, DeAndre Washington and I already really spoke about. Um, again, I just feel like um, 
his abilities are very similar with Jalen Richard, and I think it's clear at this point that Gruden favors Richard to Washington. Um, I, I don't think that Washington offers anything else that, that warrants him taking a roster spot. Um, he does play some special teams, but um, I, I don't think that's enough to, to get him on this team. He's going to be battling with Chris Warren third, and I think Warren third is someone who they're much more uh, intrigued with based on the way he played last year in the preseason. They stashed him on IR, so they obviously feel like he, you know there's something there. I think Warren, um, his his ability, his skill set is much more unique than Washington. And again, I think he could really, um, Warren could fill in as that uh, goal line back. Nick Nelson, um, although this is only his second year, and um, you know he spent some of the first couple weeks of last season, you know, recovering from the injury he he. Uh, suffered during, um, I believe this is pro day. Um, anyhow, um, Nelson did did get some um, did get quality snaps towards the end of the season. I believe he even started a couple games. But when I look at the makeup of the roster, you know, I don't know I don't know how many cornerbacks the the team is going to carry. But when you you already have Conley, Worley, and and Joiner, there's three. You drafted two rookies in Isaiah Johnson and Mullen. There's five. Um, so he's gonna be he's gonna be fighting for a spot. They brought in Nevin Lawson um, in free agency. So you know he he's definitely gonna have to um, he, he he's definitely got his work cut out for him. And I, I feel like his best spot is in the nickel in the slot. Um, so you know. We'll we'll see, but I, I do I do think Nelson is on the bubble, and the third player is Marcel Aitman. Uh, he was a guy again. They they stashed him on the practice squad. He was eventually he was brought up, and he did uh, make some starts and he did make some plays too towards the end of the season. But I just think he's kind of a one trick pony. He's that big bodied uh, red zone target. Um, you know they they brought in a much better version. Uh, of someone like that in Tyrell Williams, who is you know big-bodied, can run, um, just a much more polished, versatile receiver. Um, and when you when you combine the addition of Renfro and J.J. Nelson and Ryan Grant, again, when you make up the when you look at the makeup of the roster, I just don't know how many wide receivers they're going to carry. So perhaps Aitman could be a guy they they you know they. They put him on the practice squad again. Um, if there's injuries that occur, maybe they could bring him up again. But I do not see him making the uh, initial 53-man roster out of training camp. That was my training camp preview, highlighting positional battles and players to watch for on the roster bubble. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Just Pod Baby. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July this week. Uh, Don't forget, we will be taking the week off, and I'll be back again in about two weeks as we get closer to training camp. I hope everyone has a great week, and go Raiders!